Well, we're going to be coming to you three times a week during the San Francisco 49ers season. This is episode one of the 415ers podcast. Evan Giddings, Mark Grandy, podcast devoted to the 49ers on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. You can find everything on the Odyssey app. And of course, in cooperation with 95.7 The Game, where both of us operate here in the Bay Area in San Francisco. And I want to stay there. I want to stay with Shanahan because as much as we all feel bad for Trey Lance, I would hope that people out there would feel bad for Trey Lance. This comes down to the head coach. And I want to run this by you, Mark. I'm not quite sure where I fall on it yet because as much as I want to go full flamethrower on Kyle Shanahan and blame him for putting Trey Lance in harm's way and you know, not necessarily lying to us, but his words not matching up with his actions when it comes to how ready his quarterback was, how ready his quarterback was to run the offense, to you know, be the potential starter of the future already. I also understand that if you're looking at last week, and even going back to last season against Arizona, against Houston to some extent, I think Trey Lance was a much better passer in the game against a 4-1 Houston team than he was against, as you mentioned, the Cardinals, who at the time were the best team in the NFL when he faced them in Week 5. I do see Shanahan feeling like, okay, I'm looking at the tape, and right now Trey Lance's best weapon is with his legs. I mean, that that's what the play calling at least has told to me these first, you know, week, it's a small sample size, but week one against Chicago, he looked much more comfortable in the pocket, moving around, taking off than he did with throwing the ball through the air. You could say the monsoon has a lot to do with that. I understand. But moving into this week, we didn't think that there were going to be there was going to be torrential downpour, but there was going to be some, you know, climate conditions that were going to work against Trey Lance, sort of similar to last week, where there was going to be some rain, there was going to be 15-mile-per-hour winds as reported pregame. So maybe Kyle Shanahan's thinking, okay, just to get him warmed up, like we got to use him more on the ground than through the air. I mean, week one against Chicago in that first half, I believe he only let Trey Lance throw it a couple of times. And now, granted, they had the lead, and so he's playing more conservatively. But you go down in the first drive, Trey Trey Lance looks good on his couple of passes. They get three points. Seattle stifles on offense. You get the ball back. You're moving. You're picking up yardage. You're into plus territory. And Kyle Shanahan's thinking, all right, I want to make sure that Trey doesn't have a chance to you know, make a mistake. And so we're just going to give him the option to run the ball. Again, I'm not saying Kyle Shanahan explicitly ran the play and Trey up the gut, you got to go. From what it sounded like, it was an option play that Trey felt like was best for him to keep. And he apparently made the right play according to Shanahan. But that that's the only way I can see where, okay, if you're Kyle, you do want to try and showcase what Trey has done best so far. I know that Trey is you know, by all means, going to hopefully develop into a great pocket passer, into an excellent, more, you know, Patrick Mahomes-like quarterback where he's working from the pocket and then runs rather than runs and then works from the pocket like a Lamar Jackson. But if he's not ready at this point, can you fault Shanahan for not trying to use his quarterback's best asset? Uh, I feel like that's a dangerous game because can I fault Shanahan for not having his quarterback ready. Yeah, I mean, good point. Doesn't that blame go to Shanahan as well? I mean, obviously, if the guys just simply doesn't have it, not saying that he does, I think it's too early to tell, especially for outside observers. Now, 
maybe you have a good idea if you're at every practice, if if you know you see every throw that he makes. But for a guy that that you basically had the pick of the litter, you, you had you knew you were not getting Trevor Lawrence, and it it seemed pretty obvious you were not getting Zach Wilson. You had the pick of anyone else eligible for the 2021 NFL draft. And this was the guy you went with fast forward a year and a half later, an entire off season where, you know, he is the starter into week two after a, a tough week one because of the weather and your guy isn't ready. So you feel the need to risk his health by running the ball. I'm sorry. I, I think any way you slice it, the blame comes down on Kyle Shanahan. Obviously, again, like I said, if Trey Lance simply isn't the guy, then okay, he's not the guy. If you are so confident in that already, though, at this point, you already brought back Jimmy Garoppolo to be the backup. Why wouldn't you just go back to Garoppolo? Like, obviously, that's never going to happen. But I don't know. It is now. It, It is now because of injury, unfortunately. But I think, you know, what you're saying. In that instance, in that example, in that, you know, what if, I think the blame still goes to Kyle Shanahan, who has, you know, been heralded as this offensive genius, fair or not. That's what he's he's known as across the NFL. He's, you know, a great, great quarterback coach. And this could all be true. But if you don't have your young stud quarterback who you bet your job on ready at this point, just to the point of where you're not even comfortable having him throw the ball like most quarterbacks do. You know, maybe it changes two, three years down the road, and he, and he has a similar evolution like, like a Josh Allen who really struggled his first year as a starter. But if you're not even comfortable letting him throw the ball down the field here and there, I'm sorry, but I think the blame's on you. Well, and that's, that's where I'm kind of with you because of not what preceded Trey Lance – well, I guess technically, and then what followed him, which is Jimmy Garoppolo, because clearly Kyle is, I mean, he he let Jimmy Garoppolo make mistakes last season, 2019 even, the, the two years that Jimmy G was fully healthy, in which Shanahan and the 49ers went on deep postseason runs. He was okay with him making mistakes because he trusted him. And that that's why I just, I don't understand why you have a quarterback, at least to me, that it looks like you don't trust or why he is your starter. I mean, it, it, it just feels like Kyle Shanahan is in this gray space where he can't make up his mind and he gives himself so many different options to pick from so that on the off chance one of them goes wrong, that he can't be wrong or that he can't be seen as making the incorrect decision because he's got so many different outs. And that was the way that the press conference kind of came off. I mean, there was a question that came in early on, obviously, about Trey Lance, who, again, for those of you who who didn't quite catch the moment, is at the 233 mark of the first quarter, second and eight, 49ers driving up three to nothing. Trey Lance goes up the gut on what appeared to be, you know, quarterback power, just just take it, run it right up the middle, gets rolled up on in a two-yard gain, breaks his ankle, is likely going to be out for the rest of the season. He'll have surgery tomorrow. And he's just swatting away these questions Shanahan is in his postgame, basically saying, hey, did you you look around the rest of the league? 
Did, did you look at the plays that other head coaches were calling or offensive coordinators were calling? Because my plays look very similar. You know, I'm trying to utilize my strengths, which is right now, obviously, and has been for the entirety of his career, as we know it, running the ball. They ran 45 times. And, you know, he tried to support that by saying, you know, that's not necessarily the goal is to run it 40 plus, 40 plus, like he said in the past. But anytime you do run at that amount, you're generally having good results. It means you're not in too many third down and longs. It means you're moving the chains. It means you're doing what the 49ers did overall, which was beat Seattle by 20 points, a margin they have not done against the Seahawks since 1988, for crying out loud. So clearly they had a game plan and they used it, but it cost you your starting quarterback. And it just felt like he didn't trust the guy who is his QB1, who he said is his team, is Trey Lance's team. And so I don't necessarily know if I can... I I feel like I just can't trust Shanahan because he doesn't have full trust in his dude. And from the game plan that he laid out to them, the game plan he switched to with Jimmy G once he came in, it was such a stark contrast where I'm sitting back and I'm looking like, okay, 49ers are going to win this game. But where do we go from here? I mean, where do we go from... Where do we go for for Garoppolo? Where do we go for Trey Lance? He's going to be done this season. But how do you feel about him moving forward? Because clearly today, it didn't look like you felt much about him at all. Well, yeah, and I mean, we, we were texting, you know, during the game and Garoppolo comes in and he's slinging the ball over the place. I mean, you, yeah. you look at the, the the plays that were called with Lance under center and Jimmy under center. I know you already mentioned the Lance numbers, 15 plays, 15 snaps for Trey Lance, 12 rush, three pass. He completed two of those passes, including a nice 25 yard gain to Brandon Ayuk on the first drive of the game. Jimmy in for three plus quarters, 33 rushes. That's a lot of rushes, but 33 rushes to 21 passes. Jimmy in three quarters threw the ball 21 times. And that's that's a good ratio, 33 rush, 21 pass, kind of like what you're talking about. If you run the ball that many times, you're likely going to win. And that was the case today. But it it's just such a stark contrast. And you you think about what was the reason why the 49ers went to get a new quarterback. It didn't really matter who it was, just the idea of them going to get someone to replace Garoppolo. One, it's because of Jimmy's injury history. It's because of his tendency to turn the ball over, you know, some particularly really bad throws where he just doesn't see a linebacker over the middle and and throws it right at him. But the other thing is because it seriously limits Kyle Shanahan's play calling ability because Jimmy Garoppolo can't throw the ball to the outside of the numbers, generally speaking, pretty well. He does not throw the ball deep down the field very well. You look at the Kyle Shanahan offense with the Atlanta Falcons when Matt Ryan won an MVP, when Julio Jones was the greatest receiver in the world. Obviously, talent matters, but that was an offense that spread the ball around, that threw it outside towards the boundary, that threw it deep down the field to whoever it was for the Falcons. And then you look at the Shanahan offense with Jimmy Garoppolo, and it's this, we're going to beat you on the ground, and we're going to try to get to 40 rushes in this game, and we're just going to wear you out and win in the trenches. That's obviously a great way to win football games. It's worked in San Francisco for a number of different head coaches. But, but there is no doubting you have, you get a quarterback that can throw the ball down the field, that has a strong arm, that has the ability to throw it to the boundary. It's going to make your offense that much better. So that's why you go and get someone else. 
whether it was Mac Jones, whether it was Justin Fields, whether it was Trey Lance, whether it was Kirk Cousins from a, a few years ago before he signed a giant extension with the Minnesota Vikings. Whoever it is, you need someone else because there's so much of Kyle Shanahan's offensive genius that is going unused with Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback. And you finally, you handpick your guy. You, you, you announce to the world, watch out because I have a quarterback that can throw the ball down the field now. You should be afraid. And I think teams were at, at the, the, the idea that Kyle Shanahan finally found his quarterback as the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. And in four career starts now, and, and two, two as the actual full-time starter of the 49ers, the playbook looked even barer than when Jimmy Garoppolo was playing. You're designing quarterback runs. You're not throwing the ball down the field. You're not giving him the opportunity to fit into tight windows along the boundary. It is Jimmy Garoppolo's playbook just with quarterback runs mixed in there. And I, I can't make any sense of it. I, I whether or not he thinks Trey Lance is ready to make that, it doesn't matter to me because the blame falls on Kyle Shanahan. It just, I, I can't wrap my head around what we just saw the last couple of weeks. You can throw out the rain game in Chicago just because, you know, weather makes it tough to throw the ball. They talked about it all week long. But this game for the two drives that Trey Lance was in, maybe that's not enough time to, to be a fair judge of what Shanahan had in store, you know, for the rest of the game. But, from what we saw, uh, there's seriously some disconnect between what I think most people are expecting Trey Lance to be and what Kyle Shanahan believes Trey Lance actually is at this moment. Well, this is the 415ers podcast, episode one. Evan Giddings, Mark Grandy with you. We're, we're going to be coming at you three times per week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Anywhere you get your podcasts, as well as the Odyssey app, this will be devoted to the San Francisco 49ers all season long in cooperation with 95-7 The Game. And... I, early on, I didn't necessarily want to come off like I was trying to make an excuse for Shanahan. I'm, I'm, I think like a lot of 49ers fans just trying to figure out what is going on in your mind when you try and, and basically force feed Trey Lance to fans, to the opposition, to critics in a way that is the opposite of how you sold him. The opposite of how we have been 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 force fed Trey Lance, which is this guy who can, like you mentioned, put the ball outside the numbers, can throw the deep ball. And you let him you let him rip it maybe once or twice when it fits your comfort. But as soon as Jimmy Garoppolo comes into the game in the second quarter, and even in the second half, when you're up by, you know, e even after the, the the field goal block turned touchdown, which made the game a bit of a scare in the second half, 49ers go on to win 27 to seven. It's pretty much they coast a victory. Uh, interestingly enough, for the first time in a long time against the Seattle Seahawks. But this Seattle team is obviously not the same. In my opinion, they stink. Last week was a mirage against the Broncos that Nathaniel yep, Hackett just tricked away. Like they, they, they're not very good. They won their Super Bowl last week, and the 49ers lost in terrible fashion to the Chicago Bears. So they're bound to bounce back off off the canvas. Yeah, Niners minus nine and a half was a lock. 
for sure. At least, I mean, I I've been saying it all week. Obviously, <laughs> it looked a little scary after the block, but that that and that and that's actually where I want to go later on in this pod. Maybe after we finish up this conversation about Shanahan and Lance, just how good the team actually looked around the quarterback. But I just I cannot I can't I can't figure it out. Like, where do you want? Where did you want Trey Lance to go? Like, was the was the plan the entire time for Kyle Shanahan to? Okay, each half, you know, maybe Trey Lance, we're going to take some some safe shots. Second and short, you know, play action. We're just going to get him in these in these very comfortable, safe passing situations. But then you're not going to run him in an equally safe scenario. I mean, you're putting him in harm's way up the gut. You're making him run outside. He 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 said it himself, you know, before the preseason. He'd never slid before. This is a guy that doesn't know how to maybe receive contact as well as other quarterbacks. Yeah, and he said this past week, I believe it was on Wednesday when he he spoke with the media. He, the quarterback will will speak every Wednesday for the 49ers. He said, uh, "Yeah, I'm learning to slide. I'm getting better at it. Oh, but by the way, I will never slide on third down." He straight up said, "I will never slide." And like that's yes. just a major like I, you love the mindset of someone like that. I'm going to go and get that first down on a big third and six in the fourth quarter, extend the drive, bleed the clock, win the game. You love it. But not from your starting quarterback who you spent three first-round picks on. That's a warning flag. Kyle Shanahan hears that Trey Lance said that, and you immediately go over to him and say, hey, no, you're not risking your body to get us one more yard on a third down play in week two. Like, it, it, no. That can't happen. And whether or not, you know, Shanahan did have that conversation or not, that's it's just an interesting comment. I, I was shocked to hear Trey Lance say that last week. Yeah, no. And look, you can do that in Fargo. You can do that in the FCS. Hell, you could do that in the SEC. We've seen some quarterbacks roll over big boys and five stars that are, are far better competition than what Trey Lance played against in college. You cannot do that in the National Football League. And the other thing he said, yeah. excuse me, the other thing he said this this past week was he was asked like what's the biggest difference for you? You got your first taste as an actual, you know, starter on an on a, on a, on an NFL team and he said, "Well, what I notice is I'm not the biggest, fastest or strongest anymore." Like he said that and he also said I will not slide on third down in the same press conference. And that to me sounds like a 22 year old. I mean, it's no offense to him. Like that's, that's how Trey Lance should talk. I mean, I, I, I don't know about yeah. you, Mark, but I've, I've really come to uh, respect Trey Lance's ability to conduct himself with the media. He seems to be a consummate professional at a very young age, but those answers and that mindset is one of a guy who has not played football as much as his peers and has not played in the national football league for as long as a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. And so Kyle Shanahan and, and this is, you know, bringing it all, bringing it all back. If the defense is, I know my quarterback and know that right now his biggest strength and the, the, best way he can help us win is primarily with his legs over his arm. Well, then you should also recognize and understand and know your quarterback and know their tendencies to the point where if Trey Lance is saying, I'm going to fight for that extra yard, then Kyle Shanahan, you can't let him fight for that extra yard. You can't call a play that demands him on third down to potentially go head over heels like he did in Arizona and get knocked down near the goal line. Like You cannot let him do that. I would much rather have him dirt a ball from five yards out on third down and kick a punt or kick a field goal like they did on 
on their first drive rather than have him call quarterback power, run up the gut. Maybe he gets 10 yards. Maybe he gets a first down. Well, you saw the other side of the coin this week, which is he might also break his ankle and be out for the season. Yeah, no, like if, if I'm Kyle Shanahan and I hear Trey Lance say what he said last week, one is I'm noticing I'm not bigger, faster, stronger than everyone else. And two, I'm not sliding on third down. And even when I do slide, I kind of don't know how to do it. One, I think that's a normal mindset of a 22 year old to, to have, as, as you said. But two, that's just a, like a red flag that should pop up in Kyle Shanahan's mind and say, OK, one. I need to talk with this kid and say, no, you need to take sliding serious. We need you to slide. We need to protect you. We need to keep you safe. And then two, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm thinking, okay, at least for the time being, while this guy maybe kind of figures out his bearings in the NFL, when he figures out how to safely slide, figures out what moments to dive headfirst for an extra half a yard what moments to just, you know, fall down like like Tom Brady does to avoid getting hit. While he figures that out, I'm going to limit the amount of times I'm calling runs for him because this is when he's most vulnerable. When he is a young quarterback that doesn't have much NFL experience, that hasn't really suffered that big hit where he he gets up and he feels woozy and it's kind of like a wake-up call in the NFL where you're like oh, oh man, this is dangerous. I need to protect myself. He hasn't had that moment yet. So if I'm Kyle Shanahan, the adjustment is don't put him in those situations right now. And Kyle Shanahan did. He took a risk, and unfortunately, it came back to bite him. And now the the quarterback, who he's only said glowing things about the last year and a half, is likely out for the rest of the season. It is an unfortunate moment. For Shanahan, Lance and the 49ers, especially Trey Lance, but but um, I think and it was certainly but. avoidable. It was avoidable. And, you know, it's football. Injuries happen. But you do not want to put your quarterback in harm's way, and Shanahan did it over and over and over again in the four starts that he's had with Trey Lance. And that's the thing, too, is and, – and he did. He hid behind the armor in his post-game press conference of, look, it's a football play – it happens 60 to 75 times a game. I mean, we've seen injuries in preseason. We've seen injuries already during the regular season around the NFL. But if you didn't feel like the preseason, which speaking of Shanahan, was that important or the games were that important, whether it's because he didn't feel like they were, you know, moving Trey Lance in a positive direction as far as his progression. Maybe he felt like they were unnecessary risks and that Trey Lance could get hurt. Well, then why the hell are you using him the way you're using him? I mean, and and look, maybe there was some sort of script laid out for the 49ers today. Okay, we're going to use Trey Lance early on more as a runner. Okay, we want him to get a feel for the game, the way Seattle's defense is moving. We want to introduce, you know, whoever is going to step up in the stead of Elijah Mitchell because his injury was sort of looming large over this game coming in. Jeff Wilson Jr. was fantastic. Ty Davis Price looks like a player and a rookie out of the third, uh, third round from LSU. Debo obviously had a couple of big plays, and then he wants to sort of feature Trey Lance as a fourth option that Seattle has to take a look at. Okay, well, maybe then after that, you're going to use him as a passer, but you don't get to do that when you repeatedly put a guy in harm's way. And so that's why it just, 
the equation to me does not add up. It's it's like it's like a math equation where there is so many variables involved that no matter what, you're not going to find the right answer, but you're going to get close enough to be able to defend throwing all these different letters and exponents in there. And and Kyle Shanahan, it's just it confounds me. And and I'm sort of with you. However you slice it, shout out North Beach Pizza here in San Francisco. However you slice it. <laughs> I, I, Kyle Shanahan has got to take the brunt of the blame for this and for him to stand at the podium and look, neither of us have been in that situation. Neither of us will ever be in that situation. But I find it hard to believe that you don't feel some sort of remorse for putting your second year quarterback, your first year starting quarterback with everything that we've known about him in the preseason and last year of maybe being ready, but maybe not. And having to rely more on belief than trust with this guy, because there's not enough of a sample size. I have a hard time believing that the best course of action is for you to put him in harm's way more than one time in the first quarter of the football game. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I think, he obviously said Shanahan did post game. It's unfortunate that he got hurt. I always feel regret, you know, for my play call when a guy gets hurt. But you know, I stand by the play call. I, I would, you know, I think it was the right decision. He obviously feels terrible about what happened to Trey Lance. Obviously, you know, as, as he should, as everyone does. It's just, you know, when you you get away from, you know who to blame and what this means for the 49ers the the at the heart of this is just how much this sucks for Trey Lance. He waited patiently behind Jimmy Garoppolo last year, had a couple of spot starts and all in all I think did pretty decent, but it's not like he, you know, blew the the roof off the place and it was absolutely phenomenal. And he he, well, finally, he, hasn't, he hasn't gotten a chance to be phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't. He hasn't, but now he finally has his chance. And he gets hurt. And also, obviously, you know, you just feel terrible for the kid uh, because you don't know what this is going to do for his future. I mean, Dak Prescott suffered a what looked like a, a similar injury. I think Dak's is prob- was probably a little more severe, although it's too early to really to talk about that. We, we don't know all the details. Prescott's come back and, and he's been fine. You could say he's he's been better. You know, once he got his ankle right, he's continued his career progression like most quarterbacks do. We don't know what the future holds for Trey Lance. Um, I would say Shanahan, obviously remorseful, but the fact that he is standing by the play call, and not just that one, but you know the, the multiple designed runs that he called for Trey Lance, the lack of you know trust in his arm. You know, even back to Chicago. Yes, I know it was a monsoon. It's hard to throw the ball and catch the ball in those conditions. But the fact that he is standing by the play call is, I think, interesting. And it probably matters more than anything else because, like we talked, like when we talked about it at the beginning of the pod, Evan, um, if he thinks that's the best decision, considering everything, how good the run game was working with Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, Debo Samuel and Ty Davis Price. He considers the fact that Garoppolo or that Lance had completed two of his first three passes, and he still says in that moment, early, uh, pardon me, late first quarter, with his team already ahead, down in the red zone after a 51-yard Debo run, he is able to stand up at that pony and say, "It's unfortunate, it's terrible, but it was the right play call." I I just simply can't agree. 